0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Shall we open in prayer? Dear Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank for the privilege to stand on this platform. Lord God Almighty, we are gathered here to hear your word. And Lord, I pray that you anoint my mind to grab supernatural revelation that will arise in abundance from my heart. As I speak your word, it will penetrate every heart, dispel any fear, call faith to rise in abundance. In Jesus' name we pray. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. We thank you that you teach us your word today. And I promise to give you all the honor, all the glory for everything that will be accomplished here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I would like to express my sincere gratitude to our apostle, Apostle Theo and Dr. Beverly Vermarans for inviting me and, of course, the leadership of the house for having me today to come and share the bread of life with you. Amen. Now, my subject today, I'm talking about highly favored. Do we know that family of God that we are highly favored by God? How many believe there today? Somebody give Jesus a hand of praise right now. Praise God. We are highly favored by God. Now, my teaching will be based on from the book of Esther. In the book of Esther, we read of a story that took place in Persia. It begins with Queen Vashti refusing to obey an order from the husband, King Zexus. She was banished from the king's presence. And a search began for the queen. Esther, a young Jewish woman, was the most beautiful woman in all the land she was chosen to become the royal queen. Now, when I read from Esther chapter 2, verse 15, the the last portion, it reads as follows. The B part of it. Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. You see, favor was playing a role in the life of Esther. Esther. Now, you and I, we cannot achieve great things without the favor of God. Amen. Now, Esther had favor, but you and I, we have greater favor in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can somebody say, I'm highly favored? Do you believe it? Oh, yes. Now, we have to become conscious of God's favor on your life. The more you do, the more you experience it. If you don't put your faith, you don't exercise your faith, you cannot experience the favor of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God did not spare his own son. If God did not spare his own son, then there's nothing that he can stop us from receiving in this life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, we want to talk about, there's a guy called Mordecai who was the uncle of of Esther. Now, Mordecai was a soldier. And this man, he raised Esther as his own daughter. And he became a government official. One day, as Mordecai was on duty at the place, he overheard two of the guards of the king's private caught a plotting to assassinate the king. Mordecai reported this to the king, Esther, who told the king and saved his life. Mordecai was a Jew, and he was a faithful man. When he heard this plot, he reported to the king, to the queen, and they saved the life of the king. Now, there was another man in that same empire. His name was Haman. The Bible tells us, you know, Haman was a self-seeking, proud, and arrogant man. Haman expected everyone to bow before him when he walked by. Now, because Mordecai was a true Jew, He will not only bow and and worship before God. He will only bow and worship before God, not to man. And this this attitude of of Mordecai, it really infuriated Haman. Haman was very angry with that. Haman plotted to kill Mordecai and the Jewish nation, the entire Jewish nation. The king granted Haman permission and the date that to set for the 7th of, of March to execute all the Jews. Now, when Mordecai received the news that this man was plotting to, to kill him and to assassinate all the Jewish people, Mordecai put on sackcloth and he began to cry unto the Lord. He began to wail. And Esther heard about this. And he sent a message to inquire from Mordecai. What, what is it that you're doing? He said, did you receive that uh, Haman is planning to kill us and all the Jews? And Mordecai made a request to Esther. He said, because you are there, would you go and plead with the king to save us? Now, but Esther had a, had a challenge with that because he has never been to the king for about a month. But now Mordecai said to him, You know, Esther, if you you don't rise and do this thing, God will send deliverance for us. We read this encounter in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther, Don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jewish will arise from some other places, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Then Esther sent the reply to Mordecai, Go and gather together at the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My mate and I will do the same. And then, through, though it is against the law, I will go to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away. And did everything as Esther had ordered him. Now we can see here that this woman, she realized the consequences. She realized the seriousness of this case. She said, I must appear before the king. And it was restricted. She has never received any message to appear before the king. And she knew that if she appeared before the king, without the request, she will be killed. But regardless of that, Esther made a decision to go and see the king. And she said, if I must die, I will die. Now the other version says, if I perish, let me perish. Now same thing applies today. Satan plans, it's still the same even today. He wants to stop me and you from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to step out to tell people about Jesus. Jesus is the solution for this world in the name of Jesus. Amen. How many know that Jesus can change your heart? The bitterness, the resentment that we see in the nations, all across the nations, the world, the only person that can change their heart is Jesus. Somebody give Jesus a hand of praise right now. Amen. Amen. Now, we have to step out, family of God. Let us not be afraid of people to tell them about Jesus. We know how our lives were before we met Jesus. But because we received Jesus, things changed in our lives. The Bible in Mark chapter 4, verse 14 to 17 says, The sower sought the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they hear Satan came immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts these are likewise are the sons sown on the stony ground when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time afterward when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they stumble now, the Word is very important in our lives. The Word can change our lives. Amen? We must be grounded in the Word of God. When I got saved in 1989 in this church, while we're still in El- Elansfontein, I, I, I'm a township guy, and we came and we had the Word of God. And the Word of God was planted in our hearts. When the word of God was planted in our hearts, we began to see the dreams and the visions of God. All of us, when we, hear, we open our hearts, we receive the word of God. The word can change your life. The word can align your life with your destiny. It is the word of the living God. The word can do great things. When the devil appears, he wants nothing from me and you. He wants to steal the word, because he understands the importance and the significance of the word in your life. We are really blessed to come to a place like this. We were taught the word. You know I know that a lot of people like to run around, say they want to be prophesied. You know, some prophecies are very crazy. You know I had one prophecy says, the prophet said, "You know, your mother is a female." And that was the prophecy. You know, we better come to the house where we hear the word. The word changes our lives. The word shapes us. The word builds our character. John John 10, 10 says, in the New King James Version, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The Bible makes it clear. There is a thief. That's the devil. He will oppose that all the time. His mission, he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus, the one that brought us together here, He wants to give us abundant life. Satan uses his agent to do bad things to God's people. Just like Haman was trying to destroy Mordecai and the Jewish people. Satan will also do everything to try to stop me and you from sharing the gospel of Jesus. We must not be intimidated by the devil. We must rise as the people of God. Share this grace of God, the love of God. Jesus. Amen. Now, dear family, you know, when we plan wicked things against other people, let us be careful that it doesn't come back to us. Herman, he had this evil mission in his heart to destroy more. Mordecai and the Jewish people. But you know what happened? What he sought, that's what he raped. Every time when he saw Mordecai, he was infuriated. He was very angry. Now, one day when he was walking, he went to his family. His friends and his family advised him, you know what, you must build a big guillotine and take Mordecai and chop his head there. While he was still planning this, making preparation, planning, and he built that thing to cut Mordecai's head, the Bible tells us that night the king did not sleep. He called for the historical records of the king, and paging through, the, he noticed that Mordecai actually saved his life. Now, The next morning, Haman arrived at the palace. He came with the intention of asking the king to give him permission to execute Mordecai. And the king decided in his heart. He wanted to honor somebody that did great things for him. Now, In Esther chapter 6, verse 8 to 11, the Bible reads as follows. Now, the king was going to make a suggestion. He wanted to know how can he honor this person. That this person has favor with the king. Now listen to this. In this book of Esther chapter 6, verse 8, it reads as follows. He shall bring out one of the king's own royal robes, as well as a horse that the king himself has ridden. One with a royal emblem on its head, let the rope and the horses be handed over to one of the king's most noble official. And let him see that the man whom the king wishes to honor is dressed in the king's robe and led through the city court on the king's horse. Have the official shout as they go. This is what the king does for someone he wishes to honor. The king answered, excellent. The king said to Herman, quick, take the rope and my horse and do just as you have said for for Mordecai the Jew. Praise God. Amen. I don't know what happened. His countenance must have fallen. You know, he expected that this guy, they're going to honor me and everybody's going to shout. This is what the king got all the praise. But the tables turn around. Amen. Who sits at the gates of the palace? Leave out nothing you have suggested. Yeah. Buy a moimon. So Haman took the rope and put them on the Mordecai, placed him on the king's own horse, and led him through the city square, shouting, this is what the, the king does for someone he wishes to honor. So there was a turnaround right there. What he expected, the evil that he expected to be done, it happened to him. And you know what happened? This Haman was invited To a banquet because the queen wanted to tell the king that this man, he was responsible, he was plotting to kill Mordecai and the Jews. And when the king got the news, he was very, very angry. The king was very angry. When he was told, the king went outside. Now, Haman, when he saw that the king was angry, He tried to plead with the queen. Unfortunately, he fell on top of the queen. And now at the same time, the king came back. Just imagine what the king thought now. This guy, right in my palace. You know, actual, unfortunately, that was a signal for him. The king sentenced Haman. To be killed. The very guillotine that he prepared. That was the very guillotine that chopped his head. Praise God. So let's not plan wicked things against other people. Because that can come back to us. In the name of Jesus. Now see. Favor has a tendency to work in the most darkest adversity. When the king. When Haman plotted to kill them, you know what happened? Actually, that gave Esther and and Mordecai favor with the king. Now look at the outcome. Look at the consequences. What happened? Esther 8 verse 1 reads as follows. On that same day, King Zaxas gave the property of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, to Queen Esther. All the properties of Haman were given to King Esther. Then Mordecai was brought before the king, for Esther had told him how they were related. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken back from Mordecai, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai to be in charge of Haman's property. Praise the Lord. That was God's doing. Now we as South Africans, we have challenges. We are God's favorite. We as believers, we must believe for God's turnaround economic strategy for this nation. We must rise against gender violence, gender-based violence. We must rise against xenophobia in the name of Jesus. We are the people of God. We must also rise and pray for rain in this nation. We are experiencing serious drought. This was actually uh, mentioned by one of the fathers of faith Angus Bacon that the sub-Sahara were experiencing the most serious drought and that we need to rise and pray for rain. Amen. Now this is the solution that God gives us. How did Esther and Mordecai overcome the animosity and the hatred, the anti-Semitism that was portrayed by Haman. They prayed and fasted. You see, it takes a good man to do nothing for evil to prevail. If we as the church, we want to see change in this nation, we have to rise, pray and fast and seek the face of God. Can I have a living amen today? In Matthew chapter 7 verse 6 to 8 it reads as follows Ask and it will be given to you Seek and you will find Knock and it will be opened to you For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened Praise God Many of us we don't ask Actually, our investments are lower than our expectations. We don't want to put prayer. We don't want to fast. But we expect great things to happen. It's not going to happen. We've got to be people that pray and fast. If you're going to become changed... Game changers. We have to decide, be decisive of what we want to do in this life. We are Christians. We have the favor of God upon our lives in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 31, What then shall we say to this thing? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, who can be against you? Nobody can be against you. You have a bigger God in you. What you see outside, you have a greater and bigger God in you. Glory to God. Now, can God still do it even today? Yes, he's able to do it. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today. And forevermore. Hallelujah. Our Jesus is the same. What he did for Esther, he can do for you today. And for you, it can be better because you are in a better covenant. Glory to God. Amen. You know, we have to pray, family of God. Know this one thing. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God says, for I know the plans I have for you. Didless the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to do harm. Plans to give you a future and a hope. God wants to prosper us. He wants to give us a future and a hope. 2001, we were released from this church to start a church in Tembisa. And to do the work of faith. As I say, we have to pray for the land. You know, there are people demanding the land, but some of them, they don't know what they're going to do with the land. Give me the land. Give me the land. Give me the land. What are you going to do? Plant dacha. You know, God can give us the land, family of God. You know, my testimony was that when we arrived in Tambisa, we didn't know we were going to find the land. It's, it's quite challenging for churches to find the land. But when in 2003, when we decided to pray and fast, God gave us 3.2hectare land opposite the hospital, at a very strategic place. Today, that land is benefiting the entire community. Well, is it like that? Even in Jabez, he asked God, he was the Bible tells us he was an honorable one. He asked God, Oh, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. You know what God did? He granted him his desires. That God is your God. He still answers prayers today. Amen. So you need the favor. Of God, you cannot achieve any king. You cannot make kingdom progress without the favor of God. The favor of God will be upon you. God still answers prayer even today. You know when we go township churches, when you go and apply for loans, banks don't give us, but God is taking care of us. We are busy with a twelve million project that day. God has already given us over eleven million by speaking, declaring the promises of God. God is faithful. Don't be discouraged. You see, sometimes we as a church, we no longer believe what God says in His Word. We just come to church. But if we can believe what God says, we will see great results in our lives. In the name of Jesus. How do I know that we don't believe? Because you have anxiety, you have depression. Those are symptoms of a person who has now stepped out of faith and walked with doubt and unbelief. Come back to the word of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Keep on believing God and watch him raise you from the ashes. This God is faithful. He knows the desires. He will give you the desires of your heart. Doors are gonna be open in the name of Jesus. Favor is upon you in the name of Jesus. Promotion is coming in the name of Jesus. In Psalm chapter, Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7. The Bible says, For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalt another. The favor of God is going to work for you. It's going to give you promotion in the name of Jesus. Doors that were closed will be opened in the name of Jesus. Can I have a living amen today? Praise God. We need the favor of God to rise to another level. I want to show you Mary, the mother of Jesus, received favor. Read with me from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. It reads as follows. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a vision espoused to, be a, to a man whose name was Joseph on the house of David. And the vision name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Hallelujah. How many believe that you have found favor with God? Amen. As you step out this week, the favor of God is upon you. Things that were denied shall be opened. If they rejected you to find a job, you are coming back to take the whole building in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your favor today. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners,